Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Beyond Markets podcast. My name is Helen. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich. And today I have the pleasure of speaking to our head of fixed income research, Marcus Allensbach. And we're going to talk about central banks, how different central banks are using monetary policy to tackle inflation at the moment, and what this all means for fixed income investors. So let's get started. Hello, Marcus, and thanks very much for joining me today. Hello, Helen. Thanks for having me. Can I ask you, first of all, just about the year so far? It's been a pretty tough one for fixed income investors, right? I couldn't agree more, Helen. It has been the worst eight months on record for the fixed income markets. Oh, wow. So what's been happening? Well, we all knew that this financial repression would end one day. So that central banks cannot keep interest rates at zero or negative forever. And central banks cannot go on forever to buy government debt. We all knew that. But we thought that this exiting the financial repression will take three, four years. It happened in three, four months. That was the shock for financial markets. And Jackson Hole hasn't helped bond investors either, right? I mean, the overall tone was very hawkish. Absolutely, Helen. There was a growing consensus among central bankers that they have to fight inflation the good old way. There is no more globalization pushing down the prices of imported goods. There is no more the abundance of energy and goods that keeps inflation down. Central bankers have to do it the good old way, meaning they have to slow demand to the level of constrained supply. That's the message we got from Jackson Hole to a various degree from central bankers. So would you say that all the central banks are aligned then? I mean, they're not all doing exactly the same thing, right? We can group them into four camps. Number one are the central bankers that tell us openly, hey guys, we have to push you into a deep recession to bring inflation down. The Bank of England is number one here, saying we need a 1990-style recession to fight inflation. The Federal Reserve of the US is leaning towards this number one camp increasingly. Then there is the camp of central bankers that say, hey guys, no, slowing down demand is sufficient. We have just to ensure that we have a period of low growth. Uh, but we can avoid a harsh lending, European Central Bank, so Bank of Canada in that camp. And then the number third are the Bank of Japan, who says nothing has changed. We have had deflation ever since the late 1980s. And we only stop doing so if you have hard evidence that something has changed. So they keep the interest rates at 0.1% negative, And they have still a 0.0% target for the 10-year government bond yield. And why does the Bank of Japan have such a different way of thinking about this to the other central banks? Look, all the central banks have made the experience in the past that inflation is really hard to forecast. And like the Fed in 2018, the Bank of Japan in the previous years has several times they believed, hey, it's now over and we can start to normalize rates. And it was premature. So the Bank of Japan, more than anybody else on the globe, wants to be sure that we have a price wage spiral. 
before they change their monetary policy stance. And we are not there yet. And what about here in Switzerland? Which group does the Swiss National Bank fit into? Ah, we are a league of our own. We are a small open economy. So the exchange rate has a big influence on, on price settings. And so far, remember, the Swiss National Bank has been fighting a Swiss franc strength because they wanted to support the tourism industry and our export industry. Now it has reversed. They made a pivot in June and said, we want to have a strong Swiss franc. We want to have a safe haven Swiss franc again. They only made a small adjustment on interest rates. But since then, we have seen this revaluation of the Swiss franc that helps to bring down inflation. Okay, great. Thanks, Marcus. Let's look at the inflation aspect now. What do you think are the main causes of the record high inflation levels? And what's our outlook for inflation going forward? The number one inflation factor on both sides of the Atlantic, that's energy prices. In particular, in Europe, we have the scarcity not only of oil, but we have also higher prices for electricity, for natural gas, you name it. And we have still the conviction that there's enough energy around. So the gas inventories are rising. Our commodity specialists tell us that it's more the holding, the speculation that drives prices, but not real facts. So we think over the next six to 12 months, that's going to correct and bring headline inflation down. In the US, we also had a special effect of this extremely high fiscal stimulus in 2020-21 that has pushed a lot of money into the system without creating more goods. But the special factor is also going to wane. So our forecast is that inflation is going to slow down towards the central bank's targets in 2023. So given the environment that we find ourselves in then, what should uh, investors do? How should fixed income investors position themselves? If you start in the US, as I said, we have enough reasons to believe inflation is going to slow fast in the US in 2023. We believe that a lot have been discounted at the long end of the yield curve. And credit spreads have widened to an extent that makes them pretty attractive in our view, in particular since we believe that the harsh lending can be avoided. So we would invest in moderate credit risk with currently a focus more on the short end because the transition we are in is a bumpy one and investors must be aware of more volatility to come. Okay, so in the US, we've seen an increase in bond yields to 3% and several rate hikes, but the situation looks different in Europe. That's correct, Helen. Interest rates in Europe will rise more than in the US and coming from a lower starting level. So that means that on a relative basis, the situation is more challenging in Europe than it is in the US. For some of our investors, we thus recommend going into dollar positions and hedging the currency risk. Okay, thank you very much, Marcus. So uh, if I were to try to summarize then, central bankers have made it very clear at the Jackson Hole Symposium that they have to keep fighting inflation with interest rates. They can't count on globalization or energy prices to bring inflation down now. Um, but different central banks do have different priorities, so they aren't all following exactly the same path. We think that inflation should start to come down in 2023. And in terms of investing, we still like moderate credit risk given the carry and we prefer short duration. Would you agree with that as a summary, Marcus? Yes, Helen, that's a good summary. 
Great. Thank you very much, Marcus. And thank you for your time today. And that concludes this edition of the Beyond Markets podcast. Thanks again to Marcus for joining me today. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation. And if you did, you may also enjoy our Moving Markets podcast, which is a daily podcast series where our experts discuss the latest market developments. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you'll join us again soon and bye for now. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.